It's my pleasure to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about your empowerment with knowledge so that you can keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our main website, ClarkDeals.com, where you go to save money. And coming up in just a few minutes, instead of a Clark Rageous moment, we're going to have a sizzling deal for you. And later yet, do you know, and, and this is something I've been noodling since a call I had yesterday, do you know that in many people's circumstances, it's now cheaper not to own a car at all? I'm going to tell you how that plays, who that works for, and what you're likely to save. So we have this site, Clark Deals, and one of the things I want you to know about any blogger, any site that writes about products, tells you about deals, that there's always a danger in this era that the reviews you read online are fixed, that someone has paid kickbacks under the table money, whatever, to get positive reviews, that people who write reviews and also receive commissions on product may in fact be getting overrides the more they write glowingly about something, the more units that are sold to that product from people clicking through from the review site, and it becomes an unholy alliance with objectivity being sold out and you being sold something that may or not be any good anyway. And there's an example I wanted to give you. Years ago, I told you about a breakthrough company in the sale of mattresses, an industry that had been very tradition-bound, had not really adapted to the modern era, and mattresses were unusually expensive for what they are and not necessarily comfortable. And people didn't like the sales process, the buying process. And Casper came into that market with this bed that came in a small box and then with special instructions how to open it up and it just takes full shape. And the videos on YouTube are really cute and clever and entertaining. And Casper came out of nowhere to be a multi-hundred million dollar a year company. And other people were like, wow. And now, gosh, there may be a, a hundred or so of these companies. Plus others have adapted. Sam's Club has become a huge seller of mattresses that are shrunken down, sold in the box. Samsclub.com does a massive business selling these. Costco's in that market to a smaller extent, and it's going to become a routine thing that people buy mattresses that way from dot-coms because generally the good ones sell you the mattress with an unconditional right to return, usually for three months and return for a refund, and the the returns are free. I mean, you don't even pay shipping from most of the vendors. So this has been an enormous change in how betting has worked, where traditionally the mattress business has worked with high-pressure salespeople in mattress stores that sell you a mattress, you don't like it, life's tough. So 
Let's go back to Casper. So they started all this. But they have become a company that has been exposed repeatedly for not playing the game fair, right, or ethically. There's a long-form story that was written about them by the magazine Fast Company about how the kickbacks work and how Casper manipulates reviewers or reviewers willing to be manipulated in return for huge commissions. They're also a very litigious company, and I very well might face a legal letter from them threatening me for having talked about the problems at Casper because then they go and anybody writes an honest negative review about them gets lawyered. I mean, this is terrible. But I want you to know that this is a problem in the era of Internet reviews. This is no different than what I talked about a few weeks ago with celebrities that are taking kickbacks under the table payments to, with their followers on social media, say, this is the greatest blouse ever. These are the greatest shoes ever. This is the greatest cell phone ever, whatever. Not disclosing to you that this celebrity that you love and follow is getting cash to say that, that they are advertorials and not an actual true opinion. So know that there's a lot about how things are promoted on the web, even at quote-unquote review sites, where you have to wonder and worry, do they really think that's good or not? So I want to make clear that my policy is that I am unbought and unbossed. Anything you ever hear me talk about on the show, consumer product, I buy with my own money. I try it out. If I like it, I say it. If I hate it, I say it. And you can count on that. But be aware that the way things generally work today is soft corruption with the internet where people are at least getting free product and it is what I'd call maybe a sin of omission. That even if they hate something or or hate a feature of something, they're going to ignore that part. And they're going to give a review that you'd have to read between the lines on because they don't want to stop the candy. They want to get the next freebie and the next one and the next one. So don't forget that and don't be manipulated or unduly influenced by a review that you can't necessarily trust. You know, I know for a lot of people under age 40, Consumer Report seems irrelevant. Like that was granddad's magazine or something. But the thing that Consumer Reports has that keeps them separate and apart is they don't take money from anybody except you as a subscriber. So they are truly also unbought and unbossed. So remember, when you read a glowing review, think through, is it true or is somebody paid to say that? And Casper, you're not the friendly ghost anymore. Casper, you want to have somebody come on the air and rebut anything that I've said? You're welcome to do so. And instead, you'd like to know where to serve me with your legal letter? 
No problem. We're happy to supply you with that, too. You will not intimidate me. Vicky's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Vicky. Hi, Clark. How you doing, Vicky? Doing well, thank you. And um, I'm calling because one of the things I enjoy very much is taking a topic and just exploring it online. I think it's it keeps the dopamine popping in my brain. It's great. Love but that. The downside is that uh, all the ads that pop up later is a problem. Any thoughts about this? Yeah. So, as I explore. Yeah, so you can... When you're on the web, you can use incognito mode, as they call it, with Chrome. I forget what they... I think they call it private browsing with Firefox. Each of the browsers have the ability for you to not have anything you're doing tracked. And so which do you use on your computer? Do you remember which browser you use? Um, Firefox. All right, so with Firefox... There's a thing they just call it simply private browsing. Uh And when you're doing private browsing, it means that there's no history of your searches, no cookies, no temporary files, no saved downloads, no saved bookmarks. It's all about giving you privacy as you search. I see. So how do I find incognito? All right, so on the right-hand bar, you okay. there will be a click window where, you know, where those uh, five hash marks are or whatever you yes, call I those do. things. You click on yes. that, and you'll see the private browsing. That's great. And you'll be able to that go there, great. and you won't have to worry that they're tracking anything you're doing. Now, on the ads that pop up everywhere, when you're doing a search... There's a search engine that I talk about from time to time that nobody ever seems to know about or use, but it's Mm -hmm. called DuckDuckGo. Did you ever hear me mention them? Yes. And so they don't track anything you do. They uh, They don't store any information about you, nothing, and you don't have to worry that the results you're going to get are slanted in any way. I see. So I don't know what their business model is other than it seems like just something altruistic. I don't see how you make any money doing that. But they are there as a way for you to to put yourself in a cocoon of privacy and being away from any slanted ads or anything along that line. Brian is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Brian, how you doing? Very good, Delph. Great, thank you. So, Brian, you are getting TV for free, which I talked about back about two months ago, that people under 35 in a survey overwhelmingly thought that they were stealing television if they got it for free with an antenna. <laughs> no, I, I know that it is definitely not stealing, and that's what I'm trying to figure out. Um how much longer the federal government mandated the big uh, the big companies to continue pushing out a 1080p uh, signal for free? So they have to send out a digital signal as part of having the license for the frequency. 
But the okay. signal does not, by my understanding, does not have to go in high def format. That the signal oh. can even be all the way back to the old fashioned 480p, which is what they refer to as SD or standard definition. Mm-hmm. But that in order for broadcasters to maintain their broadcast licenses as either independent channels or network affiliates in a market, they have to use the frequencies assigned to them. And they are allowed to send on a frequency up to five different channels to you through the thin air that are all available to you for free. That's fantastic. So and the ones that send out programming in high def, and uh, usually 1080p, although I think occasionally it'd be 720p, I'm not sure. But the signal is superior to what you can get through cable, satellite, or any other form of transmission that is done through a third party. That's even better to know, too. And yeah, I do. I do love it and do not anticipate ever going back because of all the evolving technologies where you can over where you can connect your cable box that gets the antenna signal to the internet and get a digital um, digital programming to show what is on and what is coming up as well to pair with that. So as long as you just pay for internet at your house, you can get a full guide along with it with your uh, antenna signal. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? And if you're a sports fan, you know what I'm talking about, about how the signal is so much more clear on a game that's broadcast on the networks that you can pick up with an antenna than it is through satellite or cable or anything like that. I agree, and I'm very happy with this, and I was just keeping up with the home broadband costs as they continue to skyrocket over the next few years. Yeah, and by the way, that's a great point, Brian. As the cable companies and the phone companies all lose uh, television programming subscribers that are going away in massive numbers right now, they're going to try to compensate and meet their targets, meet their revenue numbers by raising the price for broadband enormously, especially in areas where there's only one provider for high-speed internet to the home, they're going to raise prices double or triple where they are right now to try to make up that lost revenue from television. I'd like to sugarcoat that, and the only way I can sugarcoat it is we're perhaps two years away from viable wireless competitors with a new technology that the industry calls 5G, which is ultra-fast internet that you would be able to use in your home as a replacement for traditional high-speed internet from the phone company or cable company. So normally you'd hear a Clark Rageous moment this time, but I'm going to talk about a sizzling deal. Roughly half of people with cell phones use them very little for data kind of stuff. Use them a lot for talking and texting, but the data thing just isn't important to you or you're just a light user so comcast has worked out a deal where they're now selling their own branded cell phone service that is kind of a yawner for people that are big time users but for people that are light users of a cell phone in order to try to keep people in the comcast kind of thing where you buy internet and tv and all that from them 
the bill typically works out to be $12 a month for your cell phone plan with unlimited talk, unlimited text, and light use of data, which is a gig a month or less. And again, that applies to about half of people who use cell phones. And this is a modern system that deploys all the network of Xfinity, of Comcast, but where that's not available, it runs on Verizon's network. One of our staffers, Mike, has been testing this. His bill, 12 bucks plus junk fees. So you want to see how you use it, how you do it. We've got a story on Clark.com that walks you through it. And again, if you are a heavy user of your cell phone, the data side of a cell phone, forget it. But for light users on Comcast, this is great. It's great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show where it's about you learning ways to save more and spend less and don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com is our main website and Clark.com slash ask. That's where you go to ask me a question. You also can ask your questions from a member of our team off the air for free. That's something we do nine hours each weekday on Clark.com. Scroll down a little bit. You'll see phone number, hours, how the whole thing works to call in for free off the air advice. Uh, Our call volume I want to apologize. Last thing I ever want to do is provide customer no service. Our call volume uh, went to 400% of normal for the first two weeks after the Equifax breach and has still not returned to normal. It's still 35% above normal for off-air advice. So there are times that you might have to wait a while on hold, which has never been our deal And I apologize for that in advance if you have a wait waiting for off-air advice. So there have been two calls recently of the show that have really made me think about something. And then I saw an article from a transportation blog putting numbers to paper on the thing that came up with both of these callers. And that's Are there those among us that would be better not owning a car than owning one, even if you live in an area which does not have good public transit, but you live typically in a suburb or in a city that's a car-dependent city, and the numbers are amazing that one in four, one in four American car owners would save money each year if they were to give up car ownership and get around other ways, and I don't mean walking, biking, or anything like that. I'm not talking about something that is exercise-oriented or anything like that. Not even talking about public transit. I'm talking about getting around with car share services like Zipcar, or using Uber and Lyft or whatever, that the reality is, and by the way, I always forget to mention Waze, W-A-Z-E. Waze has a commuter app that has been rolling out to more and more cities where you share the cost of a, a drive in 
with a review driver who also has reviews of passengers, and the driver isn't making money from it, you're just defraying some of their cost of operating their vehicle, and you both save. And so there are so many ways people... That was bad. There are so many different strategies you can use to get around now and generally the trigger point is if you drive live in a suburban or urban area drive your vehicle less than 10,000 miles a year you will very likely save money not owning a car because of all the costs associated with a car and the actual Paying for a car, typically with a loan, the fees that the government charges you, the gasoline, the maintenance, which you have to pay for parking, that it's common that someone will pay right around 10 grand a year for those things, and you don't even realize all the factors that come into it. So I know that the futurists talk about how next decade it will be common that people will choose never to own a car again but even today just because the economics and the opportunities to avoid car ownership you really might find it's better not to own wheels and at the high end if you're into luxury cars you're going to see more and more of the programs where you just pay a monthly fee, forget which luxury car maker just started one of those in the last week, one of the European brands, where you pay what to me is a ridiculous amount of money and you never own a car, but you have the right to drive any of their ultra-luxury vehicles. So you might need, for a trip, you might need an SUV and then for a pretty weekend, you might want a sports car or whatever and for people at the high end of the income spectrum who are used to driving really fancy cars and it's not so much about the money for them this is a way to buy enormous freedom to operate whatever you need at that moment and that is uh oh it's porsche so i was right high-end car so porsche has the the SUVs, the the various sports cars, and Porsche drivers are used to spending a fortune. So it's two grand a month to be able to have the Porsche fleet at your beck and call. And it's being tested in various markets, and then, well, we'll see how that goes. Jason joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Jason. Hi, Clark. Thanks for taking my call. Certainly, Jason. How can I be of service to you? Clark, um, I took your advice recently and purchased a Chromebook to help manage my various uh, retirement accounts that I have and my, my wife and I have together. And as I was adding more and more different websites and accounts, I became, began to wonder, where do you cut that off? How, how what accounts should I use on that? Only ones that have assets or any account that I use, for instance, my social security number. So what I do with mine is uh, no no credit card accounts because I don't really care about those. I'm not liable for those. 
I only use accounts that have money in them. Brokerage account, retirement account, you know, IRA, 401k, bill pay, that's it. Gotcha. So the idea, you know, the Chromebooks are so cheap. How much was yours? Oh, it was around $200 for almost a brand for a brand new one that did everything I needed. That's great. And and if somebody doesn't mind buying a refurb, those are down around 100 bucks. And over Black Friday, new Chromebook should be around the $100 figure. And so the reason I talk about Chromebooks and the reason you were attracted to it, Jason, is why? Um, just you mentioned previously the security levels, the fact that they're a little less likely to be hacked, and the value of having your investment information or your investment accounts or bank accounts only on a uh, unique um, computer that's not accessing the Internet otherwise. Right, because what people face vulnerability with when they treat a computer as a Swiss Army knife and do everything on it, that if something happens through an attachment to an email or a website you go to or whatever, and a virus gets loaded on your computer, a key log or anything like that, then every one of your financial accounts becomes vulnerable. So by segregating those off on their own computer and with a Chromebook being so unlikely to ever be able to be contaminated compared to a Windows computer or a MacBook, that's why I like that idea of having uh, that computer that only does those very linear jobs for you that protects you as much as possible. So good for you. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate that. All right, have a great day. And one other thing about the Chromebook that came in as a suggestion that I think is brilliant is that you should have a separate Gmail account that you use for your Chromebook. And so you set up that Chromebook with that separate Gmail account And then that one is completely segregated totally from the rest of your life. Ryan is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Ryan. Hi, Clark. Ryan, you got a question for me about trying to help out your mom. Uh, Yeah. My wife and I were thinking of co-signing for a rent lease for her. She doesn't make a lot of money, and she recently looked at an apartment where they wanted her to make three times the rent and income, and she didn't. Um, so I, we thought about co-signing to make sure that she could get the apartment, um, but didn't know what kind of liabilities that would put on us other than just making the rent payment for her in case she couldn't. Okay. So first of all, you're a good son to do this. Oh, thanks. Um, second, the you know the first risk is that if she can't pay or doesn't pay, you're on the hook for the rent, for the remainder of the lease. But the other risk to you is that if you were to be in a position to try to make a big purchase, like buying a home and you need to qualify for a mortgage or any large financial obligation that would require a review of your monthly obligations, as a co-signer of this apartment, most underwriters are going to consider this as not a contingent expense for you, but as a valid real expense for you. Oh, okay. So it could affect your ability 
through underwriting to qualify, and most centrally, for a mortgage. Are you and your wife intending to buy a home in the time period where your mom would be in this apartment? No. So if that's not the case, then the liability is exactly as you thought, and that's as far as it would extend that I can think of. Okay. My, yeah, my wife was concerned that if something were to happen to the apartment building, um, you know, uh, damages in some form, then we might be held liable also. That is true. Okay. Yeah, so you are as if you are the tenant. Okay. So your wife is right that whatever liability exists for your mom, the identical liability exists for you. And, you know, if she's nervous about that, don't include her as a party to co-signing. Just you do it alone. Okay. And that'll make a difference if coming back on In your marriage. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say in terms of liability. I just mean in your marriage. Okay. Yeah, because the risk still is present, regardless of whether one of you signs it with your mom or both of you do. Okay. All right. So what does that mean you're going to do? Well, I don't I don't know. I'm not sure. The management company had to make sure, had to clear her first. All right. Let uh, me give you an alternative suggestion. Sure. And the alternative suggestion is to say, what if we put up three times the normal security deposit? Oh. Okay. And that may get the landlord to waive the cosign because they'd have such a very large security deposit there, and that would relieve the anxiety that your wife feels. So try that. Edwin's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Edwin. Hello. How you doing? Well, doing all right. Um, we, we do a lot of driving, and I, uh, I had this uh, Gas Buddy app, you know, we're headed down the road, and I say, hey, Where's, we're getting low. What, what's the best option within 20 miles or 30 Isn't miles? Isn't that fantastic? I mean, I it's love awesome. it because you'll be driving down the road and, you know, uh, Google Maps does this as well. And you can just click the gas button. And it'll show you all the gas stations coming up and the last reported price at the ones along the route. And, and the fact these things do that is outstanding. That's great. I mean, we've ended up at some interesting gas stations in the process, but <laughs> off, off the beaten track a little bit sometimes. But, you know, you meet interesting people. That just happened anyway, to me in a suburb of Los right. Angeles with my teenager when we were out in Southern California uh-huh. looking at colleges. And we ended up in a neighborhood that it wasn't worth the 27 cents a gallon we saved. <laughs> uh so you're interested in something else Gas Buddy's offering, though. Yeah. Um, I, it said, hey, your app is outdated, update it. So I did the update thing. Then it popped up with this little message, and it says, we have this, um, let's see, where's, I, I pulled it up here. Um, sign up now for gas, sign up now for pay with Gas Buddy. Okay, all right, so I know what that's about. Let me tell you what that's about. You ready? Go for it. All right, so you tie in your app with your bank account, 
and then you pay for your gasoline through the app, and you get a five cent a gallon discount. I think I think it's a nickel, right? A nickel a gallon discount yeah. if you pay that way because the gas stations are getting eaten alive by credit card merchant processing fees. So okay. the five cents a gallon nets the gas station far more revenue than if you pay at the pump with a credit card because the credit card fees are so gigantic. So it is something you can do. Now, ironically enough, if you get, I don't know if you're a Sam's Club or Costco member. I'm not. Because the warehouse clubs both have credit cards that give you 4% cash back on gasoline, which is worth far more than the nickel a gallon that you save with this app. Mm Mm-hmm. And there are many credit cards that... Do you carry credit cards? Um, not really. Um, I'm, I'm kind of in an interesting situation in that I'm, I, do, I volunteer overseas as a, as a humanitarian pilot. So I'm back and forth in and out of the country. Well, fantastic for the work that you do. Thank you for doing that for your fellow human being. So for you, if you wanted to pick up the nickel a gallon, it's fine. You have some vulnerability with your checking account, but not enough that I would avoid saving the nickel a gallon. Continued success to you in your good works you do. It's time for Ask Clark. That's where you post a question for me at clark.com slash ask. Joel, what you got? Clark VJ wants to know, what is your opinion about appliance protection programs? Oh, I think you should buy on any appliance you get by five or six extended warranties and service contracts. No, I don't believe in them at all. I think they are a complete and total waste of money that the reason these things are pushed so hard on appliances and electronics is that the profitability in the appliance and electronics market is basically zero on the item. All the profit is made from the extended service contract or warranty you were sold. Appliances are not as reliable as electronics. You have a greater chance that an appliance will break than a TV or something like that, but the math is still so against you that you are much better off taking your chances or using a credit card that for free extends the warranty an additional year. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for tuning in to The Clark Howard Show today. And if you're like me, you like deals, well, we got our deal diggers hard at work at ClarkDeals.com that help you save money day in and day out. We work around the clock to find the best deals for your wallet, and they're on a variety of consumer items. Check out ClarkDeals.com.